Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Change With Him Real Raw Redeemed podcast. I'm uh, your host, Sarah. <laughs> I'm super excited to be here today and share. I'm just leaving my monthly women's coffee group, and I love it. It's it's honestly my favorite day of every month. I look forward to it because it has just been such a beautiful space and place of healing where women come together of all walks, all ages, all different places in our journey. And that's what it is. It's a journey with walking with him. And a lot of times we we get disillusioned in our mind. We think that we're walking along this journey in our path and in ourselves and our troubles and our trials and our tribulations and all those T things, right? The trauma things, troubles, trials, tribulations, and trauma. And we we have this generated story in our mind and it's God pouring into that. Uh, a lot of us feel like we're pouring from an empty cup these days because of the energy in so many ways that we're being pulled different ways. And so we have this story in our mind that says you've lost it, right? And uh, we're seeking things to try to find it. And it's always found in Christ. Literally everything points to who he is to his son and what he's done. And it's just incredible to have a time, a place, and a space to come together to share the different things. And that is exactly what my new monthly membership in is because as one woman shared today, uh, she was actually at my table last, last month and she didn't share a thing every time. I mean, there's never, ever been any pressure to share a thing, but every time she was asked by the person who invited her, if she wanted to share, uh, we didn't want to skip over her. She said, Nope, I'm good. Nope. I'm good. Nope, I'm good. And today she said, okay, I'll share. And it was just one minute. She said, I have one minute. And we kind of joked afterwards because God just poured forth through her. She opened up and she shared. And that's what the space is. It's really opening up. It's a beautiful community and space to open up and deepen our faith, deepen our trust, and deepen our knowledge and our wisdom in who Christ is and what he's doing in and through our sin, our troubles, our trials and tribulations and the places and spaces and areas that we feel like are not yet a win, but we know that they will be a win because they're with him, right? Taking our hands off the wheel and say, hey, Jesus, you got it. I'm going to hop over into the passenger seat now. I'm going to switch you and let you into the driver's seat. So can we just do that now? And it it's such a real thing. It's such a real daily thing, a consistent thing. And that's why we need to daily and consistently pick up our cross, get into the word of God and just trust what he's going to do with it all. Because a lot of us see ourselves the way that this woman saw herself as she shared. She was sharing the way that God was working in her life, literally dropped a job opportunity in her lap. She had been out of school and just not liking the position that she was in in that school and was going to leave. But needed to find something else. And she said, literally, when I prayed that prayer, Hey God, I need something else. She had someone reach out to her and say, Hey, we've got this open position if you'd want it literally the next day. And sometimes prayers get answered in that way. Sometimes they get answered immediately and really, really quickly. And sometimes they don't. Every prayer is answered. It's either yes, no, or wait. Uh, and sometimes we we don't like the wait, <laughs> but the scripture says that we can trust God's timing. And a lot of times we want to change his timing, but we don't understand that actually if the timing could be changed, so would our faith. Our fate would be changed if the timing was changed and fate and the plan and the, the direction 
that he has is far greater and far better and far bigger than anything that we could ever experience. And so we get to have these trials and tribulations and tests and look back at them and see the way that God was working in and through us in all of that. But she shared this, that she just took another job and she's super grateful for it and got out of that other one that she didn't want to be in. And she said, you know, I think the thing is, I always see myself as the obstacle, but he has shown me that he sees me as the project. And we kind of joked that it kind of feels like putting Ikea furniture together. And she shared the story and I was like, I would have just returned it. She got this thing from Costco. It was like a, a children's play thing in the backyard. We live in Arizona, so it's really hot here. And all the stickers, you know, the little H1, J2, N3 stickers that match the instructions <laughs> as she was putting it together uh, with her husband for the kids had all melted off. They melted off all of the little pieces that they were supposed to be on. So when you open the instructions, it says grab B, B3, screw B3 into D2. All the stickers were in the bottom of the box because they had all melted off. <laughs> and another woman sitting next to me and said, you guys are still married? <laughs> kind of half jokingly because putting together that type of furniture is a big test, a big trial, right? It can be seen as a tribulation. Even putting it together yourself is frustrating enough, but putting it together with the spouse, whew, if you can get through putting furniture together and moving, my mom and I have joked about that so many times, like, and you guys are still married <laughs> because those are some of the biggest tests and trials. Like, how are you going to treat each other? In what way are you going to speak to each other? In what way are you going to treat and speak to yourself afterwards? That's another test, trial, and tribulation. Um, Where's God in all of it? Because we can often see ourselves the way that she said that she often sees herself as the obstacle, as the thing standing in the way, as the thing getting in the way, as the thing that's preventing the way from being made. And so many of us in so many different areas of our lives feel like there are obstacles. They're massive. They're huge. They're, they're, blocking they're stopping god's destiny his plan and purpose for us and the truth and the beauty about god and who he is is he doesn't see things the way we see them we often see things in the natural where he's not in the natural he is in the supernatural so he sees things in the supernatural she said i i feel like god sees me as a project but something he loves working on like his most private prized possession and project, something he loves coming back to time and time again. It fills him with pleasure. He just loves it. Every day he gets to wake up and he gets to work on this thing. It's not work in the way that we often see work. It's like, Ugh, I have to work because I need money. I got to pay the bills, yada, yada, yada. The often very present narrative and story that we have in the natural, we have to do a thing. And God says, I get to do this thing. This is a passion project. It's that, that spirit inside of us that is like, I would do this even if I wasn't getting paid for it, if, if, if all I could do was this, I would do this. And that really is what it's like with Christ, how Christ sees us. And I think often we get stuck and we feel like there's an obstacle because we're seeing it the way we're seeing it in our human mind and our natural eyes, seeing that this is the thing that is standing in the way. Where are the blessings? Where's the joy? 
Where's the story of empowerment on the other side of this? And when am I ever going to see it? And asking all these questions. And God is calling us to patience. And when we're in the time of waiting and, and patience in the waiting, we're getting closer to him. We're getting to know him. So what are we doing in the waiting? Are we trusting him with it? And are we saying, thank you, God, for seeing me as a project, but not a project that's messed up whose stickers have melted to the bottom of the box and you just don't know where the pieces go. And she shared that they, they did eventually get the, the whole playground thing together. They got it put together. It took a little bit longer <laughs> than they thought or than it was designed to originally take. And that's why the stickers were in the place that they were in, but they got it. And, and that's the thing that we need to know when it comes to God. He's got it. It doesn't matter that stickers have melted or fallen off or fallen to the ground or the bottom of the box and got all mixed up, but that's often what we see as the obstacle. Oh my gosh, that's the thing standing in my way. How is God going to put this in place? How am I going to put it into place? And so we take it out of his hands. We kick him out of the driver's seat and we say, let me take over, please, because you have no idea where you're going, obviously, <laughs> because we think it's taking the wrong amount of time. And the thing about God is he lets us do that if we want to. He's going to let us see ourselves as an obstacle and the thing standing in the way or even believe that there is an obstacle or something standing in the way when he's like, I see it a different way. And we're like, well, you don't see it my way. My way is the right way. And he's like, okay, I mean, have it your way if that's how you want it. But that's just, it's just not how it is. And it's not how we see it. And when we get into alignment and agreement with the way it is for him and the way he sees it, things go a lot more smoothly. We get to see that we are a project and there's beauty in projects because there's creation in projects and we are God's most prized creation and prized possession. And I used to not like the word possession because it felt like ownership. It felt like you don't own me right? And I think that's from past stories of trauma and narcissistic relationships. It's like, you're a possession to them. And I've even done past videos years ago on that, that the narcissist sees you as a possession. They see you as something to be used, kind of like a toaster. You possess or you own a toaster and you put something in it and you expect a particular outcome from it in a certain time and way. And they use you in that kind of way. And they put in negativity, frustration, anger, projection, and then you're left with that. That's what's inside of you. It's literally like a piece of toast going in the toaster. It's like that is being put inside of you and pushed down. Like when you push the button on the toaster, it's like that's pushed down inside of you. And it doesn't feel like it ever just pops up and rises out and someone takes it out and remove it. But that's what God does in that place. God pops the toast out and removes it. All that anger, all that bitterness, all that hurt, all that pain, all that shame. It's literally as easy as pulling that little piece of toast out of the toaster, regardless of what you've been through, if it's a narcissistic relationship or not, anything you've been through that has caused pain, shame, and blame, and a story that you're in the way, a story that you're the obstacle. You're not. God sees it as a project. <laughs> and he loves putting it together. You're his passion project. He loves working with you, being with you, shaping you, molding you into his image. There's a worship song that says, make me into your image. And I love that when they say that line, it's like, God, yes, do that all the time. And I could see the ways that you're working in me, through me and on me to do that all the time because you call, you call me mine. Wait, is that how I meant to say it? I can call you mine and you call me yours. God calls you his. He calls you mine, your child. You're a child of God. And he loves his children without end, without condition. He doesn't see them as obstacles. He doesn't see you as an obstacle. There's nothing he sees that is getting in the way that's causing a, a particular thing or way or hang up. You might see it like that, but he wants to trust. He wants you to trust him with that. 
and he wants you to hand it to him. He wants you to open the box and see all the stickers have melted off and they're on the bottom of the box. They're all mixed up. And he wants you in your, I don't know how I'm going to do this. This is going to take forever to say, God, it won't take you the same time. It'll take me. It won't take you forever. So can you please step in and help me? Because he's always ready to say yes. And he's always ready to say, I've always wanted to do it that way. I've wanted to be a part of everything you say, everything you think, everything you feel, everything you're going through, everything that you think is an obstacle. I've wanted you to hand to me and ask me, will you help me with this? Because it's a project. It's a project that we get to work on together, just like that woman got to work on the project with her husband together. And they got through it and they completed it. And God is going to get through to you. (laughs) He isn't complete with you. He's not done with you yet especially if you're going through something that feels like there's an obstacle in the way, that's a sign to say, hey, I'm still working on you. I'm still working on this. We are going to get through it. We are doing this together. And he's calling you to step into faithfulness and believe that there's no obstacle too great that God can't get through today. If he wants to get through it today, you might perceive that there's a delay, but there's really no such thing as a delay. Not in God's time not in God's mind. Everything is in the perfect timing. There is no delay. God's never late. And I think that's what he wants us to know today. Even if we think, oh my gosh, this is too big. I can't handle this. I can't tackle this. I need to call on someone for support. Well, who's the first person you call on? Are you calling on him first? Are you saying, hey God, look at this mess. Wasn't supposed to be like this. All the stickers melted off. They're all mixed up. They're in the bottom of the box. And I feel like... He asks, what's your question? You're like, well, isn't it obvious how difficult this is going to be? How much time this is going to take? Isn't it obvious that it shouldn't be this way? Like I was supposed to get the box and it said the instructions and all the stickers are supposed to be perfectly placed on exactly where they're supposed to be. Nothing messed up, nothing mixed up. Just open the instructions and do the thing and get the thing and then, then enjoy the thing and be happy that the thing is done because my kids are happy. They could play in the little playground. Like he says, yeah, I mean, that was the way it was actually originally intended and designed it, designed it, designed. (laughs) Look at Adam and Eve. Look at the Garden of Eden. Things get messed up sometimes. Look, Eve sinned. She fell into deception, the deception trap from the little sneaky snake. He said, oh, you can have it your way. You can have the apple. You can eat it and then be God-like, be Christ-like, right? Be more like him. She was deceived. And then she talked Adam into into agreeing with deception. And then he fell short. And then there was sin. Sin entered in. Sin entered into the garden and it changed the plans. That was like the stickers melting off. Falling to the ground. And God was like, hey, I know you think you're lost, but you're not. I found you like playing hide and seek because they were trying to run away from him. They're trying to hide from him because of their sin and shame. They suddenly realized that they were naked and hid themselves. They covered themselves with little fig leaves over their little peepees. <laughs> and God's like, where are you? And he knew what they had done and he never stopped pursuing them. He never stopped going after them because of his love for them and his love for you and me and us. It never, ever, ever ends. And we may feel like we're the obstacle, Like it's too hard to put together. It's too big of a thing to tackle because the stickers fell off and they slid off and it wasn't supposed to be that way. They were supposed to be in the perfect place. So this could be easy and we could just boom, 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 get it done, move on. And God's like, I know you think 
<laughs> it should be that way. And it actually was intended and designed to be that way. But look at this is the way it is now. And I jokingly laughed and I was like, I would have returned it and got a new one. Well, thank you, Laura, that you never thought that about us, that you never needed to return us for a new one, that you took on this project and you said you love projects, that we are your passion project and you love working on us and you love pursuing us and you love chasing after us and you love fighting until we're found. Like the story in the Bible about the, you know, the, the shepherd that leaves the sheep. He leaves the 99 to find the one that's lost, that's wandered off. And he rejoices. And oftentimes we see a depiction and a picture of Jesus with the walking with the sheep on his shoulders, bringing him back with just a massive smile on his face because he found the one that was lost. And he will leave the rest. He will leave the 99 to find the one. And that is you. If you feel like you're the obstacle, God will never stop working on you, never stop pursuing you because he loves you. And yeah, you might be a project. And I think a lot of times when we think, oh, I'm a project, I'm a piece of work, I'm a hot mess. He's like, but there's not a single one of you that isn't. I mean, look at your OG hot messes, Adam and Eve, and everyone after that, even those that I loved the most, even those that loved me the most. Look at King David. Oh my gosh, in so many ways, he was so amazing. He listened to me and he sought me and he was a man after my heart and he was a man full of wisdom and full of truth. And he sought me and he found me because the Bible says, seek and you will find. And he, he seeked me and he finded me <laughs> and we played this fun little game and he was a project also. He also was a hot mess. Look at what he did with Bathsheba and the mess after that and how he tried to cover it up and run away from it. But guess what? I still fulfilled my promises with him with his lineage. Did you know Jesus came from the lineage of David? How cool is that? Like, really? Oh my gosh, I didn't know that. But now that I know that, I know that. And I get to share what I know about that. And it's so cool. <sighs> we are in that lineage as well. We are his family. We're adopted and we are invited in. We're a project to him, but not a project in a way that's like ugh, heavy and frustrating. Like sometimes the way that we see projects but we see them as frustrations. He sees them as beautiful gifts because he sees the end of it. And he sees past this existence and into eternity, the eternal existence, the forever existence where we get to live with him, live with him, walk with him, talk with him. And it's so, so, so beautiful. I just started reading a book that I got yesterday called Three Heavens. I'm pretty sure it's called Three Heavens. I'd have to check. But it's about the different heavens and it goes into near-death experiences, and it's just absolutely amazing. This little boy, he almost drowns. I'm just bawling as I'm reading the beginning of the story in this book. And it just the power and the beauty of redemption and how he knew he saw Jesus. He spoke with Jesus. I mean, here he was in the natural sense. His parents seeing so many obstacles, thinking my son drowned in this. They were getting in a pool put in and like all of the chemicals that they had when they first got it installed, the pool was just filled with chemicals that needed, you know, three to five days or whatever it was to kind of settle in and do its thing before they could swim in it. And the little boy, I think four years old, three or four years old, he fell in and he started drowning and it wasn't so much the drowning, it was the chemicals and the parents got to talk to him after obviously a story of redemption because he lived to tell that he met Jesus and his parents were like, what? And it's just not stuff that you can make up. 
they, they in the hospital that he was sent to, well, the number of hospitals he was sent to is called the miracle story. And it really is the Bible is the miracle story. It's the story of redemption. It's the story of love. It's the story of restoration. It's the story of faithfulness and gratefulness. And it's a story that we're all projects. And when we put our faith, hope, trust, and belief in him, he gets to use us as a project in the most beautiful way, in the most beautiful creation. He builds the most beautiful things. We are his creation. He is our our molder. The Bible talks about how he is the potter and we are the clay and he gets to shape us in each and every way. And as he shapes us, he shapes us into be more like him, more Christ-like. And it begins within that internal transformation that we receive and we get to experience as we walk with him, turn to him, live with him. And we stop seeing that there's, there's, or we start seeing that there's no obstacle too big for him, too great for him that he can't use to turn into an incredible, incredible story, story of faith, the story of the way that he worked all things out because he's always working all things out. There's a worship song about that, how he's working all things out. Yes, I will lift your name in the valley. There was a woman today who shared how long she felt like she was in the valley. She's like, it wasn't just a valley. It was like just year after year after year. And she went, I just felt like I was like, boom, 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 boom. So many big things in her life. That was just one after another, after another, after another, that she felt like she was continuously being pounded in the valley. Like she's walked the entire length of the Grand Canyon, not the top, not the part with the view, the bottom part, the dry, hot part. She thought she was never going to get through. And in many ways, still feels like she's in that, in that space. Is able to see the way that God is working through her and moving through her and in the community and the fellowship. And in the worship, we let him in. We let him in and we say, okay, I'm a project, but I'm not something that's broken or fixed or needs putting together, but I trust that you are working on me. And just because my stickers fell off and the labels and places and ways that like this goes here and that goes there might not be there, it doesn't matter. You know, you know the way that I'm designed, you know the way that I'm put together and you you've got it all figured out. Lord, you don't need an instruction manual or a book the way that most of us think that we do and would say that we do or else we can't figure it out. That's our thing and that's our way. And that's not an obstacle or anything or something at all that stands in the way. Thank you, Lord, that you have made a different way and you see things a different way. I see me as the obstacle and you see me as the project. And you never get frustrated and want to throw it away or want to return it or give it back or send it back or give it away or break it and smash it into a million pieces. You love this. It's what you do. You're the master at this. You're the master at putting things together and making them brand new time and time again, no matter how many times I want it to end, Lord. Thank you that you don't see me the way I see me, that I see me as the obstacle and you see me as such a glorious, beautiful project, one you love working on, one that you are always, always, always crafting, shaping, transforming, and forming to be more like you. That worship song, make me into your image. And when we see it, Even just for a moment, the way God sees it, we see so much joy and so much beauty and just light and love. And there was 
passages in that book that talked about the NDE and the near-death experience and how that little boy met and met Jesus. He talked with Jesus. He walked with Jesus. And what he saw that heaven was like, he knew he was in heaven. But Jesus told him to go back. His Nana was there and his Nana told him to go back. The Nana had died when he was, I think, two years old. So he didn't really know Nana, but he knew that Nana was there and spoke with her. And it talked about the beauty of heaven and the beauty of eternity and life after this, that there's no obstacle that he can't get us through in this life, that he's not working on in this life on this side of heaven, that we are his project, we're not an obstacle, that he doesn't see things the way that we see things. So if you feel like what she felt, I feel like I'm a little bit more Ikea than others. <laughs> Anyone that's ever bought furniture or anything from Ikea knows what that means. It's like, what is this thing? You call this an instruction manual? <sighs> are you kidding me? What are all these things, these thousand plus pieces? What am I supposed to do with this? How long is it going to take me to do this? Thank God that God doesn't ask those questions when he looks at you and your life, he doesn't say, what am I supposed to do with this? How long is this going to take me? Thank God that he's God and he's not us because we ask those questions. We get stuck with those frustrations. He doesn't. Thank you, Lord, that you're not like us. Thank you that we can constantly, continuously come to you, turn to you with our frustrations. Every time we feel or see or believe that there's an obstacle that is up to us in our own will and our own strength and our own way to make a way, Lord, you have come to say, I am the way. There isn't an obstacle that's too big for you that you can't get through. So Lord, thank you for that truth. And thank you that I know that every time I see an obstacle, I can say, hey, I don't know how to get through this, but I know someone who does. Let me call my Jesus. <laughs> and I know so many of us wish we actually had a literal phone number for him on speed dial that we could call, like we call our mom or we call our bestie or we call our whoever that we call when we need someone to call. He's saying to us, call me first. And I know that we wish sometimes we would hear a literal voice on the other end of the line, but the truth is he's always available to call. He's always picking up the phone. He doesn't let it ring. He doesn't let it go to voicemail. He doesn't say, leave a message and I'll call you back and then never call you back. He doesn't have a voicemail box that's like, sorry, but the number you have reached has a voicemail box that is full and no longer receiving messages. Please try again. Thank you. Goodbye. Beep, 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 beep. That's on this side of life, <laughs> this side of heaven. That's not the way it works on God's side. Thank you, Lord, that you're so different. <laughs> Thank you that every time I call your line, you do answer. You pick up on the first ring. You even pick up before it starts ringing because you knew I was calling. You didn't even wait for this first ring because you're always there for me. It's us that needs to pick up the phone and call him and say, hey, I got an obstacle. And he's like, I know. This is what you're going through. And we go, gosh, how did you know? And he's like, because I'm God. <laughs> I know all things. I know exactly what you need. But I'm not going to force you to come to me. Every time you see an obstacle, you hit an obstacle, you feel an obstacle. You're going to stay in it longer when you try to get through it on your own. When you sit in the frustration, all the stickers have melted off and fallen to the bottom of the box and got mixed up. Longer you stay in that, longer you stay away from me. And the sooner you just pick up the phone and call me. 
because I answer before the first ring. I want you to know that thing because I love this thing that you're calling an obstacle. I call it a project and you're not Ikea. Even if you were, there's no furniture I can't put together. There's no project I can't put together. There's no project I don't love working on, especially when it's you. I love you. And we can hear what he says on the other end of the line and we can go, really? Even this time? Even with this mess? Even with this project? (laughs) And he says, yes. Even with this, I already knew this was going to be something you experienced. And because I already knew that, I've already made a way through it. So in your faithfulness of picking up the phone and coming to me first, you get to get through it faster. You get to get through it with my strength, with my faith, with my courage, in my way. You got to stop trying to force and struggle your way through doing it your own way. And we get to say today, Lord, thank you so much for that. Even though I say I'm a little more Ikea than others, it doesn't matter to you. It doesn't bother you. That's not an obstacle that's too big for you. Wow, God, thank you. And every time he's going to say, of course, you're welcome. It's what I'm here for. I didn't create you to feel like life was just one pounding obstacle after another, to believe that your entire life was spent walking in the valley, going through the wilderness alone, because the truth is you never are. I'm always with you. I'm Emmanuel. I am your God, your father. I am with you. doesn't matter what you call you. And if you say that you're a little more Ikea than others, or that you're the obstacle, in fact, I invite you to call you what I call you mine and trust that this time that time and each and every time (sighs) even if you feel like you're a project know that he loves projects and he loves you and he's already made a way through every obstacle you are going through I love you guys I'm praying for you and I invite you to join us into our monthly membership in When you want some more information, you can just click on the show notes. You'll find a link in the description there. We go live weekly. It is such a beautiful space where we dive into this and more together. I love you guys. I'm praying for you and I'll see you soon. Bye for now.